Hey, Nicole. Hi, Evie. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to the queers. Cheers to the queers. I'm Yay. not the clinking sounds today. I have a plastic and glass, so it's not clinking well. Hold I on, wait. I glass, but it's still not clinking. Ooh. That's not a good... We, I need like two. I'm gonna like just start traveling with two champagne glasses. Well, I guess I don't need to travel considering I record from my house now. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I just need to go grab two champagne glasses. You know, I got this really cool little um, incense burner thing that has also a little bell in the top of it. I should just start using that from now on. Oh my god, you should, you hippie. But I love it. <laughs> I actually like incense. Um, I just like the one. What is it? The, the one. Nag Champa. Yes, yes. It's uh, my old roommate in Boston, Christine. She's fantastic. I loved this woman. She used to use it all the time, and I started to really like it. And I really like the way that it kind of like lingers and how it like leaves the smell afterwards a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's a really good smell. The rest of them, though, one time, uh, probably like last year, I bought a few different ones from the store in downtown Royal Oak. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I'm pretty sure it was made out of charred bodies, the one that I was burning. It smelled so bad. I'm pretty sure it wasn't incense. It was just a fucking finger or something. Why was, did you buy it? Because I was trying something different. And it was like, it was like I don't know. There was all like, like there's a whole little area like a. Yeah, it's one of those areas where you pick your own. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, so why would you pick one that stinks? Well, I because I didn't know. I mean, it's. I feel like it smelled fine in the store, but as soon as I burned it, it was like, huh, huh. It was so bad. I swear to God, it was like decomposition, or is that right? Decompose. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough word for me. Uh, it was so disgusting. Anyway, um, Nag Champa, stick with that because the other stuff is risky. I don't know. I mean, I like some other ones too, but I mean, I agree. I think the Nag Champa is a, it's a good, solid choice. Yeah, well, the other ones are risky. It's risky. I'm telling you, I was burning a finger. I'm not well, joking. I mean, yeah. that's that was a personal choice. Yes, yes. Fine, fine, fine. And we already um, know that you kind of are maybe a little bit serial, serial killery, so. Okay, literally, what, like within the last 10 minutes, I was talking to somebody on uh, texting, and it was one of my friends, and we were talking about how she's a teacher, and tomorrow is like pajama day for Zoom, and she showed me a picture of... um. What's her name? Uh, e, uh, from Killing Eve. Oh my God! Why can't I think of her name? Our girl. Jodie Comer. Yes, but what's her name in the show? Villanelle. Oh, Villanelle. So she showed me the picture of Villanelle in pajamas, or she texts that picture rather, and I was like, Oh yes, yes. And she even said, She's like, I feel like you could kill somebody. <laughs> well. And then for you to just say that. Um. <laughs> this isn't the first time we've had this conversation, Nicole. What? What vibe am I putting off out there? What vibe am I putting out there? <laughs> I'm curious. I, mm, I, you know, I, it has to do with, you know, the very charming, very uh, charismatic. You oh, can. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you're really good at bending people to your will. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I probably could. So, I mean, I wouldn't do that, though. Probably not. Mm, I don't know. This is that's a better conversation for off air. But hey, I think that's probably wise. I mean, we don't need any kind of uh, evidence for future use. If I I had to and if I if I needed something out of somebody, I could get it. I'll put it that way. I am good at that. I am good at that. Good at killing people to get what you want. No, I'm good at not having to kill people because I usually get what I want anyway. I'm good at getting things from people. Like like you said, I can bend people to my will. I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at knowing people like that. So, I don't know. Whatever. It sounds really gross, but it sounded better in my head. <laughs> Fucking, what are we doing? Stop talking about me killing people. How was your week? Oh, how was my week? Oh, gosh. Um, it's been a week. Uh, okay i'm trying to think like what has happened this week okay so oh well our little echo got his nuts diced so uh he's in the healing process right now and we just finished a puppy class so we did some training tonight and he's been a little chewy lately so it's 
been a little bit of a challenge, but um, otherwise, I think I had a pretty decent week, actually. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We baked uh, holiday cookies on Ooh. Sunday, and I've never done that before. So I called my mom and I just said, send me, you know, this recipe and this recipe. And then I was like, just send me all of them. And so we baked about six or seven different types of cookies. And some turned out better than others. Like we did these ones called spritz cookies that you're supposed to have a cookie press, like a, a thing where you put the cookie dough into it and you uh, squeeze it out, almost like an icing piping mm-hmm. thing for cake decorating, you know? And so they're the, they're supposed to be these like very thin, crispy, buttery uh, things, but I don't have that kind of gear. I've never baked cookies before in my life. So I thought, well, we'll try using the, the plastic bag method, you know, where you shove something in there and you just cut the tip off and you squeeze it out that way. Yeah. Yeah. But with cookie dough, turns out plastic is really not strong enough to hold it. So we ended up trying to just like roll the dough out. And so they looked more like uh, the Polish cookie, the pulley, if you've ever heard or had those. Um, So they looked like those, but they didn't taste like those. And so they were a little off. But otherwise, pretty happy with uh, our first attempt at at cookie baking. It was fun. Yay, that's fun. I've never, I mean, like my mom has and I've been there, but I've never really made Christmas cookies myself. Yeah, we made a day of it. I mean, it was the entire, probably, yeah, seven hours standing in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was quite a day. Um, Did you guys watch Christmas movies? Uh, we did. We put on Elf. I love that movie. <laughs> which I love as well. And uh, uh, Home Alone. Oh, fun. Um, there's a, classic. a Christmas movie. Wait, what? A couple of classics. Yeah, there's a Christmas movie out called, um, crap, it's like Christmas movie Christmas or something like that. And uh, it was filmed in Frankenmuth. I was watching it and I was like, well, that's familiar. And then I looked it up and it turns out it was filmed in Frankenmuth. I'm surprised more holiday movies aren't filmed in Frankenmuth. Yeah, I was actually talking to my mom about that. And those for you, those of listeners who are not from here, Frankenmuth is this little uh, Bavarian settlement about, um, what, an hour and a half north of Detroit, maybe a little further, two hours. And um, it's very, it's very charming. It's very Hallmarky Christmas holiday town. I mean, there's obviously like some regular business sprinkled in, but for the most part, it's all like centered around like Bavarian Christmas, wouldn't you say? I I don't know if I've ever been there. Oh my God, it's so fun. I love it. It's ridiculous. I've only, yeah, I've only seen like pictures and stuff. But it's like, I mean, that's what we did. Like growing up, we went to Frankenmuth all the time because it's not far. My aunt and uncle live a few hours north, so we could kind of meet in the middle there. But um, even when they lived down here, we used to go all the time. It's kind of a cute little kitschy, touristy German town, but it is, uh, it is um, a really cute little Christmassy. It, like when it snows, it's really charming. Yeah. Hmm, good. Yeah, I had oh, a. So. Yeah. <laughs> One day we will be able to record together, and we will not be talking over each other as much. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the day. Vaccines, vaccines, they're happening, they're happening. So anyway, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. I um, uh, I went to the doctors, got clean bill of health. All that's good. So all the surgical stuff's done um excellent well for now anyway yeah no i, I mean yeah for, what do you mean for now anyway what I, is that? you know you just have a way with having all these like secret medical emergencies <laughs> that i suddenly <laughs> find out about when you're like hey um so uh yeah i just uh you mind if we record not today because i just got out of the hospital and uh oh geez I mean, sure, that only happened once, but... It was a little surgery, and that thing's gone, so we should be good there. Um, and uh, other than that, yeah, my um, my aunt and cousin... Cousin? I said it was like a T at the end? Cousin? It's a um, new word. We're yeah. trying it out. They were down for a few days to get their Christmas stuff done, and... Um, 
It was good. I had some family time. I um I went through my mom has this uh big box with like all these old family like pictures and stuff. So I went through and like got like a million different pictures from us growing up. <laughs> some ridiculous stuff. So I put them all online to like embarrass my sisters. So that was good. Oh, I um I found an old diary that I have. Hold on, let me see if I can go find this. Um oh, here. So here, okay, so I found this little like, so I wrote this little book when I was a kid in like, I don't know, kindergarten or something. And it was, it's uh, obviously it's a bestseller, awesome book. I recommend it. It's called The Christmas Mouse. Um, Just kidding. It's just sitting right here. I I don't have it for sale quite yet. Well, (laughs) in it, I noticed I had that in it. I found this little diary that I had. Now, it definitely wasn't in kindergarten because I wrote in it and my handwriting's not terrible. I'd say probably like... 10 maybe 8 8 or 10 okay the first page is Nicole's diary I spelled it (laughs) d-i-r-e-e and then it says stay out and there's only one page written let me just read you the page real quick because I almost died I literally almost died when I read it so like I said I had to be maybe like 8 or something I can't tell my handwriting wasn't terrible but it wasn't good you know right um I learned a couple things. Uh, number one is I was a fucking idiot as a kid. Like, literally an idiot for many reasons. And you'll see. Uh, number two, I was horribly misinformed. And I don't know. I, I mean, I, take this for what it is. It can't be offensive because I was eight. But um, here it is. Dear Diary. D-I-A-R-E-E. Today was so sad. I am mad. I did not get to play with my guinea pig. I spell guinea. G-I-N-N-Y. Oh, he's so Ginny, cute. Ginny pig. My, I did ride my bike, but then I found out Bon Jovi got AIDS in his hands. I'm very sad. <laughs> uh, and that's the only page. <laughs> what in the actual fuck was I taught? Um, yeah, that that's is. the only page. And then there's a heart at the bottom. I think a caterpillar and a sad face. Bon Jovi got AIDS in his hands. So a couple things. Number one, I don't know. I mean, around that time, AIDS was like a big thing, but also probably unknown. As a child, I guess I thought it kind of acted like cancer in a way or something. Like it could be in different body parts. I didn't know that I was such a Bon Jovi fan as an (laughs) eight-year-old. Uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of things. I, I feel think like back to... the math isn't working for me. I feel like you had to be a little bit older than eight. Well, 79, 80, 1, 2, 3, 84, 85, 86, 87. No, that would have been about 87, 88. So about eight or nine. Huh. Yeah. I was born, yeah, I was born in 79. You can see my handwriting because I know I wasn't that young. Like I wrote legibly not like well and I spelled terribly everything I spelled I spelled everything wrong and there's a lot of crossing out so I don't know for sure even that's what I wrote but the what I can read I can read so poor Bon Jovi uh yeah it I I mean who knew I was such a cultured music fan when I was young too and and who knew about AIDS in your hands yes um clearly you were ahead of your time I mean you were pre-covid like don't touch me motherfucker well, I was, I guess I was aware of it. And I mean, I feel like it's a lot of awareness for a young child. But seriously, I was on the fucking ground when I found this. I was like, <laughs> what? I was trying to talk to my mom. Like, what did you teach me? Yeah, She's that's... Like, I have no clue why you would even think that. But you know what? That's when you have friends. And that's when, like, unfortunately, things like AIDS, we, there was no education because of our administration at the time. There was no, like... And nobody knew what it was, so that's when it started getting synonymous with a lot of bad, you know, like, it just wasn't, but, yeah, that's what I was taught, so, yep. Well, you've come a long way, baby. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not as much of a Bon Jovi fan as I was as a child. (laughs) That's a Uh, shot to the heart. My mom said I did have a tapestry of him, so, which I don't remember, so, apparently it was a thing. Wow. Yeah. You know, I loved Bon Jovi back in the day. And I think I was in, I think, sixth grade, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe seventh. 
But yeah, Bon Jovi was definitely uh, one of my faves back then. Well, I liked whatever my aunt liked. My aunt was like, you know, almost like an older sister. We're closer in age. Yeah. So everything that she liked, like that was cool to me. You know what I mean? So I'm sure whatever she liked, I'm sure she liked him. She used to like, she was, she was super hip. She used to love the song Supersonic. Oh, yeah. And I remember driving in the back of her car listening to it and being like, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm so cool. I'm nine. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to this week's topic. Let's do it. All right. Indulgence. <laughs> <laughs> Indulge me, Nicole. Uh, this week we are talking about indulgence. Indulgence. Um, I feel like it's a great time to talk about that, considering it's, I mean, what we, you know, mostly refer to as the holidays this whole time. Um, although this year is rather unique. Normally, rather. there's a lot of indulgence around this time, you know? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people give themselves this time to be indulgent and which is interesting because it makes one feel like they have to be guilty when they're indulgent and I think being indulgent can take a few different forms you know can be healthy and it can certainly be unhealthy and I feel like I'm a combination of the two what about you yeah I mean indulgence and overindulgence I mean Mm -hmm. it's a fine line I think for me, in terms of probably almost everything. Yes. I mean, if it's something that I like, I am willing to overindulge sure. most of the time. I am a yes person. Yeah, me too. I mean, in some ways, that's really good. And then in other ways, that's not amazing. I'm not speaking for you. I'm speaking for myself. But Oh, I think that's absolutely true, though. I think in some ways it is great because it means that like I mean for me anyway it means that you know like I'm kind of open to new experiences and new adventures and new flavors in my life you know and I'm willing to indulge that sure Um, sure. but I'm okay so I think this is it's it's not good when what my one of my dearest friends from college once said to me while we were in college, and this has always remained true probably for me. And that is, you know what I love about you, Evie? He's like, you always say yes. Whenever, you know, whenever somebody says, you know, you want to do blah, blah, blah. You're like, yeah, let's do it. And that has also led me down some pretty (laughs) dark roads, right? I mean, I did say yes to heroin quite a few times. So that's great. Yes, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk a little bit more about that or do you want to? Well, awesome I mean, I've already talked about it on the podcast. I don't really feel like I need to belabor that point. I mean, I guess I could. No, I'm just talking about like indulgence like that. I mean, like for me, my problem is um, I have a problem with like things being okay and like just kind of normal like I have this tendency to want everything to be like really intense and brilliant and really big and really you know and that leads to like overindulging in things that I like because I feel like if it's just okay then it's like a waste I don't know how to explain that better but you know like I don't like I have a tendency to go too far with things I like you know that's my problem like are you talking about like chocolate chip cookies or kind of everything? I mean, not really. I'm not huge on <laughs> sweet stuff and stuff, but like, yeah, a little bit. But Stop like, makers. I mean, more like, um, like, okay, I think, um, I right now I'm kind of going to this moment back a few years ago when I lived in Boston. I worked at a restaurant. I was dating somebody. We both worked at the restaurant. Like, we would have what we call like city days or bad days. And there was kind of like a joke thing, but it was basically like we would just get a buttload of alcohol 
maybe some other stuff and go around town and just run around the city for a day. And they were fun. They were really fun. You know, it was one of those cra- those crazy days that like that should just kind of like live in your head and like, wow. Well, yeah. And it was indulgent in that way that, like, you know, I, I always felt, because I worked pretty hard, it was like, oh, we deserve this. I have a tendency to think that I deserve a lot. I do, too. I, you know, I think that that's a byproduct of our privilege mm-hmm. that we, I, I, I'm, in terms of, you know, thinking about privilege and stuff like that in my life, right, in general, I haven't really thought about it in terms of indulgence necessarily as much as I've thought about it in terms of um, just, I guess, the normal way. Sure, just what you've been able to get, a like your privilege, what you've been, how you've been able to live through the lens of that privilege instead of indulging in it. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk about that because I think it's, it's so interesting and it's such an interesting time of year because I hear people talk a lot about like, oh, you know, it's the holidays. I get this. And I mostly I end up referring to like, um, food and alcohol and things like that and maybe taking more time for yourself and stuff whereas I have a problem with always thinking that I deserve it's always the holidays in my brain because I'm like anytime I do anything I'm like I work really hard so our city days became like two or three times a week and then it's just a problem it's not a, like a cute crazy adventure it's just like oh well we're fucking destructive I'm waking up with your contacts in, because I was trying to put contacts in, because I've never worn contacts. Well, <laughs> you woke up with a broken toe. Like, little, like, oh, we're just a mess. We're not, we don't deserve it. We're being fucking irresponsible. And my. Like the way Margaret Cho describes drunks is like how sexy drunks are, like, when they're drunk in their own minds. Like, how, you know, you're like, oh, hey, how you doing? And really, if you were to actually see yourself, like you, what you think you look like in that moment is sexy. What you actually look like in that moment is a hot fucking mess. Without a doubt. And, you know, this this year I've been thinking a lot about that. Like, oh, my God, I am such a spoiled shit in that way that, like, you know, I don't have children. And that's a big thing. So I've been able to live a little more selfishly. Um, and I'm, I'm, I do keep, you know, I'm certainly not like I used to be. I'm definitely not like I was in Boston. I mean... Listen, I had so much fun, but I don't drink anywhere near that or do anything like that. But I do still have a tendency to live this really indulgent lifestyle. Like, I mean, here's the deal. Like, I think I feel like life is I'm not I'm not good with like when things are just okay and it's just a routine. I I can't I don't function well in that. I need it to be like I I can't go a whole week without having to like go on some random ass weird road trip to see some beach to try to find something beautiful you know like I can't just live normally and I like and I feel like that's okay I feel like those are good things to indulge in but it does trickle down into my life in many other ways like I have a tendency to yeah to just kind of be like well I did this so I deserve this okay so here's a question okay in terms of like indulgence versus Maybe um, not necessarily indulgence so much as treating yourself, right? And like, yeah. um, I feel like it's the same thing, though. I feel like, like, okay, there's treating yourself when it's just literally something you're, it's you're taking this time you know, to give yourself a treat. I feel like treating yourself is like a byproduct of like going without, you know, a little bit. Whereas indulgence is just like this constant treating yourself, you know, like you're not even going without, you're just giving yourself more. And that's my problem. I, I exist in that area way too often. And that goes along with everything. Like my biggest thing. So this is going to be a big thing for me, but I, I'm ready to do it. Like, I want to stop drinking. I do. I wanted to stop drinking for a while. Like, I don't even drink that much, but I just don't like it like I used to. And with this whole gallbladder thing, like, I kind of want to, like, make things a little better in that area, you know? Sure. And drinking is a part of it. And also, because I don't drink well, like, I just have to, when I drink, I drink like an asshole. Like, I just have to, like, I, it's not even like I don't know I just I just don't drink well and I don't I don't even enjoy it so I don't know why I do it anymore but I, and I, I don't know it becomes a little indulgent like um when I record I'm like oh well we gotta have something to drink and stuff like that and it turns into this whole thing and I just I want to find the 
you know, like a space to like exist outside that. And I feel like the treat yourself is okay, but that comes from like a place of like being without that. Whereas I have a tendency to, like I said, just live in all of it and be like, I'm treating myself all the time because I deserve right. all of it. But I guess yeah. also, I guess, so maybe that was maybe not the right term, but maybe the other term that I would think of is maybe being spontaneous in your life, right? Like, because kind of what you're talking about in terms of like those city days or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's kind of, you know, it's, it's a spontaneous thing. Like, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to call off work and we're going to take off and we're just going to enjoy each other's company and do whatever yeah. we do today. And you know, it's a spontaneous, fun thing that is in some ways indulgent, but also it's in some ways like taking care of your relationship and taking care of yourself in a different kind of way, you know? Yeah. But it was, uh, but it's also something that starts happening two or three times, two times a week. (laughs) I just don't know. That's what I mean when I say indulge in it. Like I have a tendency to like not be able to live without some kind of something like that, you know, like, I and and I don't think that'll ever change. I just think I need to make maybe change those, you know, which I have, you know, like tried to do like like I I drive going for drives and doing stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And I'm that's never going to change. That's just who I am, you know. It's always going to have to be like I'm always going to have to explore something or go find something, but I need to get out of the mindset of like I'm treating myself or I'm, you know, because I it's because I don't know how to just treat myself without like living in it. Like I don't. I, that's what I'm saying when I mean indulgent. Like I feel like I. I just end up having this feeling of like I deserve everything. Yeah. It, is that true? Do I deserve everything? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I worked 23 hours this week. Do I really deserve <laughs> every week for two days? I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Do I? To be fair, I mean quantifying the work that you're getting paid for versus the work that you don't get paid for as, you know, the sort of metric for whether or not you deserve to treat yourself isn't really fair. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, the truth is, is if we could just all do what we wanted to do with our lives, right? Like, yeah, most of us would choose that. And, we would still manage to be productive and, but. Which I do. I mean, I'm not behind on anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So maybe that's not bad then. Maybe I'm, maybe that's the guilt in my brain. That's like, I'm, maybe I'm feeling indulgent, even though it's just not indulgent. It's just okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, like it sits with me where I'm like, I, I need to, you know, be doing more or be doing better. I guess that's probably a common problem that a lot of people have. Or maybe I'm just really good at rationalizing indulgence. Oh, my God. I'm indulgent and you rationalize it? Fucking, we need a city day. (laughs) (laughs) The day off. We deserve it. We just figured this out. We need a city day. Seriously, we totally do. A handle of vodka down down on Boston, steal a fucking dolly, and run around the whole city and go whale watching, even though there are no whales in the harbor, and try to take a water taxi and craziness yeah or we could just go down to the eastern market and uh not go whale watching but go uh barge watching I would love that that's actually just as exciting to me um which is yes yes I still like to do that stuff but so okay so we're not gonna do very well for each other as we can tell that we kind of have that problem no I Um, feel like you remember Jersey Shore mm -hmm. you remember when Snooki and Wow would go out. They would have meatball time. Yes. Well, Dina and uh, Snooki, but oh, yeah. Sorry, Dina and Snooki. So we we would just have meatball time. Uh, we need to have meatball time. That would be fun, though. We Super. do deserve it. We do work hard in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So that's the big stuff. Um. In the drinking thing, I guess it's just probably everybody has those thoughts. I guess. Um. I just again, I don't feel like it's. That's something like we'll talk about later when we talk a little bit more about um, some of the other topics we have coming up. But drinking is just one of those things that I'm just kind of getting to the point where I'm over it, mostly because I, I don't know, I just don't want to go through all that stuff again that I went through with the gallbladder. And it, he said that drinking isn't, especially without a gallbladder, it's your the way your liver metabolizes. It's not amazing. So, yeah. Regardless, I just want to stop for and for like health purposes, and it's. I just don't even like it that much anymore. Um, so I, I do end up thinking that that's indulgent because 
it's one of those things that immediately for me there's guilt that goes along with that and I don't know why that is but I guess it's because it's I don't know maybe that's something perhaps a therapist I could work with through that that there's like guilt that comes along with drinking but I feel like there's guilt that comes along with a lot of indulgences right I mean food that's another thing I wanted to talk about food for sure food guilt is huge but also I think just kind of in general like um the the thing with guilt is that like it isn't the thing that ever stops me from ever wanting to indulge. Like I am just not, I mean, Oh my God, there's a, there's a line in uh, the money heist movie or show that we've talked about like a million fucking times. Um, And Tokyo is talking about, there are people who um, like her, she's like, there are people who, you know, understand that there are consequences for their actions and they don't want to experience those consequences and still continue to go through with those actions because those consequences in that moment are literally nowhere in your mind. Mm-hmm. And that is the kind of person that I am. You and are? That, oh, okay. totally. I am, a, I, I understand what the consequences are of things And I know that something's bad for me. For example, drinking, right? Like overindulging in drinking, super bad for me. But it's still a choice that I will continually make. Yeah. See, I, you know, there, so I go, there's a, so like, I don't think going for drives and stuff is bad for me at all. So I don't think it's the same, but it does get in the way of other things. I have been less productive when I'm like, I just need to get the fuck out of here. That's another thing, too, where I'm like, I'm not even doing anything. What, what do I need to get the fuck away from? <laughs> like, I'm always so dramatic with my life. Like, I'm like, I just need to get out of here and go for a drive or I need to get out, you know. I'm like, I'm literally sitting here <laughs> watching a show or something. Like, I don't, I don't know where Which the stress is probably from. why you kind of need to get out of there. Probably. Um, because you're watching Gossip, or not Gossip Girl, but I was going to say. Uh, One Tree Hill or. One Tree Hill. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, yeah. Um, anyway, so, I, I mean, those aren't, those consequences don't really sit. I mean, there are times that I have ditched work for things like that where I certainly think about it more. But then there are things like, like with drinking, I don't know why, but I constantly think about, like, all the bad. And I, I didn't really used to, but now every time I drink, I'm like, oh, this is just so bad. Everything is so bad about it. It's just, it, I feel like it's so unhealthy. And, you know, I mean it goes into things like with my dad and stuff. And so I, there's a lot of weird guilt, you know, I'm just trying to be like honest about it. Cause it's a, kind of a weird thing to talk about, especially considering we have over a million listeners now. Yeah. Yeah. 2 million maybe, but no, um, oh, I mean, we are worldwide famous. It's ridiculous. exactly, but no, it is one of those things for me. I don't know where it came from, but there's just this buttload of guilt that surrounds every time I drink, every time I drink, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, it's, I don't like the feeling I get from it. Like it's comes at me from all angles. And I do think like, I kind of started more with like my dad and stuff like that, you know, where, you know, he passed away pretty young and it didn't even seem to do with drinking. I mean, I'm sure there's some things that had to do with it, but it's, it, it, I don't know. I don't want to get, I won't get too personal into it, but it does like give me really weird feelings of guilt and yeah. I really need to talk to my therapist about this, huh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Totally. Uh, yeah. So but for me, though, it isn't it isn't just like drinking that like, I mean, it's everything like yeah. I can fucking rationalize the hell out of anything yeah. in any point in time. And then I'm also able to rationalize away any kind of guilt that I might have later. Ooh, I love that. You're like a psychopath. It's totally psychopathic and it's not healthy and it's not good. I know. Why am I so? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love I like that I love that it's like I know that there are like I know that x y and z are like unhealthy or bad behaviors like for example like oh working from home is the worst I mean seriously COVID has brought out my indulgence like nobody's fucking yes business. I wanted to talk about that too because it's another rate of I mean like I said immediately when I think indulgence I think of the whole treat yourself it reminds me of Parks and Rec <laughs> 
It's Girl. like treat yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, and, but COVID has, there is a lot going on. And it's a bad time right now. And it kind of is a time to treat yourself when you have to. But I would, yeah, I indulge the shit out of treating myself. It is that time where I'm sitting there and I'm working and, you know, because I'm working from home, I don't have to come home at night and try to plan out my, my meals for the next day. Cause I'm just mm-hmm. here. Right. So I've already, I've got any meal that I want here. Right. So if I decide that all I want is cheese for lunch, yeah, I will find a vehicle for that cheese. Your hand. It might pickle. It a might pick- be a tortilla. It might be a piece of bread. It might just be straight up cheese. Right, but I'm gonna fucking just eat the shit out of that cheese. <laughs> that okay, so that's the other thing I want to talk about. Like within when you think indulgence, like and I mean I wanna get into the good indulgence too, because there is that too. I'm not I actually sure. had a conversation with a friend who made some really good points and I wanted to read what she said because there's some great ways to indulge. But back to the bad indulgence. Food, cheese. Oh my god, can we all agree about the indulgence <laughs> that is cheese? <laughs> I mean, please. I mean Listen, listen, um, even, you know, being vegan, there's a lot of things you can do with cheese still, like vegan cheese. And listen, do we love vegan cheese? Eh, But I found some good things. And you'd be surprised (laughs) once you get used to the flavor, you can shovel it in like regular cheese, too. And that's another thing. Just because it's vegan does not mean it's healthy. (laughs) And I. Yeah, no, I absolutely know. There's a lot of treating myself in that department that I need to check. That I'm right. like, I'm vegan. So I can eat like a whole fucking like, gr- like, terrible. It's a terrible me. I'm like, I'm vegan. I'm, just, I mean, I, I deserve this. It is. Yeah. It, see, that's where my indulgent mind, it's just, it needs to, I need, it needs to be checked because it's this idea of like, I do any little thing, I deserve the world. Where did yeah. that come from? Where did my spoiled ass come from? Like, well, it's interesting because I I have that spoiled ass side of me, right? Where I, I do, like, I rationalize and I'm like, yeah, I totally fucking deserve this and whatever. But I also do sort of force myself to live in scarcity a lot in mm-hmm. terms of a lot of things, right? Like, I am not good at taking care of myself in a lot of, like, really sort of like regular kinds of ways, right? Like, oh, I need new socks, right? It's like, oh, well, Christmas is here. Yay, I'm going to get new socks. No, bitch, buy yourself some fucking socks. Yeah, okay, yeah. I I struggle with some of those things too. That's another thing, yeah, like the things that I need to get, like, it's weird. It's weird how I choose to, what I choose to indulge in because there are things that like, like I need fucking, I need some new makeup so badly, and I've needed it for so long. And I like keep putting it because I do. I'm like, oh, it's quarantine. I'm not even going anywhere. I'm not putting makeup on. Don't do it. You know, and I talk myself out of it. But do I need $60 worth of sushi? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, do I? Yeah. 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 Obviously. Obviously. I do. do I need to not work today and just drive up the coast to Port Austin so I can see the waves? Yeah. I deserve it. Oh, yeah. Do I need this needle that I don't actually even know how to use for my needle point? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now that I have it, I have no fucking idea what I'm going to do, do with yeah. it. Do I need to buy seasons of Real Housewives that I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The stuff I will spend money on, but then, like, stuff I need... Yeah, it's weird, but... It is weird. I mean, I'm good about some basics, right? But other things I'm just terrible at. Buying myself a nice new dress. I'm terrible at Amos is really good about those things, but I'm terrible at them. Do you have any plans for holiday indulgence? Holiday indulgence. Yes. Well, you said talking about cookies. Um, I know that that's not necessarily indulgent, but it can be. Um, It's indulgent when you eat as many as (laughs) I have. (laughs) Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. So there, and there's no guilt with that, right? Because you're a psychopath. I love that. There's literally no guilt because I also made them. Okay. Can so I, ask I sort of question? feel ownership over them. I feel as if I have earned those cookies. Okay. Um, I have a question. And again, you know, because the whole point of this is to kind of get a little vulnerable or whatever, but do you ever feel like you eat badly? 
Oh, all the time. Yeah. Do you know? I'm, I'm not saying that again because I don't feel like I don't mean I'm not saying you guys do because I don't think you do. But I'm saying like, but I feel like that's just a natural feeling. Right. Do you ever feel like you're going to change that? Because this is the big thing with indulgence. And this is what I'm curious. One of the reasons why I'm going to talk about it is because I'm wondering if other people kind of go with that like idea of like, oh, I eat really poorly. I'm doing all this. Um, I'm doing this. I'm doing this in my life. I'm doing that. But I'm going to change it. Okay, so I think with eating, I think in general, I do tend to eat more on the healthy side. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, you know, I, I definitely, like I said, will, you know, indulge and overindulge in certain things at certain points in time. Like right now, girl, I am, I am PMSing like nobody's motherfucking business. So cheese is all I can think about pretty much 24-7 fair okay um so so that okay that being said do you think i'm just curious about like as far as like how your head works so like you're eating a a buttload of cheese right now do you think like oh this is going to be gone in a few days i'll start eating healthier again blah 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 like do you have to do that in your head or does it just not come up every now and again yes i mean sort of like it is kind of cyclical in that way of like okay so it's that time of the month where i'm just gonna eat like shit 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 and then i'm gonna go back to eating normal again but you don't think of it as like a way like i'm gonna i don't know how to explain this like um i'm gonna cleanse myself of those decisions like i'm gonna eat better and those decisions are gonna go away like i guess what i'm saying is like I I don't even know what's indulgence without guilt. And I don't understand like where that guilt comes from. Like I get, I have a lot of that guilt for not being fucking Catholic. I have a lot of guilt. Yeah, you do. I do a lot of guilt. And I mean, I don't feel like I'm alone. I feel like other people have that too. Um, And again, I mean, I, the the thing with this podcast is to try to be like as open and and honest as possible for me and to try to be kind of vulnerable because I feel feel like it's a good way to like learn about myself right um but I feel a lot of guilt towards everything I do and everything I do has this like kind of counteraction of like okay I'm doing this now but I'm gonna do better later and I don't know where that came from and how to break that cycle and I mean that's the problem with indulgence is I don't enjoy the indulgence because I always feel so much guilt that goes along with it you know and I feel like that's because I've overindulged I know that's a, that is a really interesting question. I I mean, I definitely do feel the guilt for certain things and I definitely have like an inner dialogue that goes along with you know whatever, you know, that overindulgence might have been. Mhm. Um but I am just really good at talking myself out of it, I think. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Sure. I wish I had that. I mean, I feel like I I don't know if I I mean, obviously when I was younger I did not think about anything as much. <laughs> but and I don't know if this is a combination of like maybe the fact that like my life, you know, at my age and stuff isn't kind of traditional in the way that I don't have kids and I don't have this kind of life, you know. I have a different kind of life and I'm okay with that. Um, and I don't know if that's one of the reasons why everything I do is like, I feel like this guilt in this way that like, I need to, like, I'm not doing as good as I could be doing and I need to, need to do better and I'm going to do better. And it's this whole like kind of cycle and it's not a healthy cycle. Like I know that that's not a healthy way to think. I definitely know that cycle for sure. Yeah. Like I am kind of in that cycle right now. Like, well, I think in terms of drinking, yeah. I'm definitely in that cycle right now. Like I yeah. know that like my drinking during COVID has like been not okay and it has definitely amplified. Mm-hmm. And part of it is just that I don't fucking leave my house for the most part. And so it's like the only way to separate night from day, which is not healthy, right? At all. And I have this Well, at least you're head. separating them. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't, I really rare, it's funny because I rarely drink, but when I do, oh boy. Oh boy, I love how you're trying to help me rationalize right now in real time. This is awesome. It's so 
starts at a wild ass time for me. Sometimes it'd be like <laughs> 10 30 in the morning and I'm like, no, nah, I'm just gonna go get drunk right now. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I do have those moments. Sometimes when I'm overly stressed, then there have been a few times in COVID that it's got me to where I'm like, fuck. We're in it's like 10 30 in the morning. I'm, like, I'm just gonna get drunk, go back to bed. <laughs> but, but I mean I don't I, I wanna don't... do that almost every day. <laughs> no, see, I I drink, I mean, I drink whatever cord because it does. I hate to say that, but it, to be honest, like as as comfortable as I am doing this now, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I still get a little nervous. Yeah, same. and it takes a minute to like talk in a mic and learn like, and drinking does kind of like dull that like nervous response where it's easier. And that's I don't want it to be like that because I do want to. Stop drinking. Now, I don't feel like I actually have a drinking problem. I don't at all. But, I mean, I'm not saying I don't because that's... But I feel like I don't have one, you know? But, like, I don't like the way I feel drinking. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I want to quit it. And I, the fact that I have a hard time quitting it does make me, like, hmm. <laughs> you know? But I yeah. just... I also don't want all this guilt in my life about everything I do. Everything I do. Like, my mom actually talks to me about this all the time because... I can't just do something without talking about it to death. I mean, I can't make a decision without having to talk about it so much. And like my mom can be like, oh, well, I'm going to see your sister in Kentucky. Let's just go. I will have to talk about it for a week and a half and like figure out money and this and that and be like, should I go? Should I go? I'm not going to be able to work. And it's like everything is so like thick with guilt in my life and I don't know and so oh it's so exhausting so where do you think that guilt comes from though I don't know um honestly uh I I mean it's a fairly kind of new development the last few years there it started getting a little I I think it's some kind of anxiety that I definitely have had it's manifested in different ways and I have been to therapists before and I've had therapy like I I, I very 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 much recommend going to therapy um I've just been kind of in a tight spot lately with work and stuff like that and yeah of work so therapy has been a little difficult um but I don't know where this guilt comes from but it's like I mean, it's, I'm so neurotic about things. It's exhausting. It is so tiring to be me. I mean, it's almost like you were raised Catholic. Uh-huh. And I actually was raised Catholic. Yeah. So I must be a psychopath because my guilt response is pretty low. God, I wish. Mine is so fucking thick and big and like, and, and it's not guilt. Because almost guilt sounds like the wrong way, word because it's not like I feel guilty, but it's this sh- guilt. Do you know what I mean? Like shame. Is it more like, of a, I think it's probably, is it more of a like self-hatred? I love guilt? myself. I'm super arrogant. I don't think it's self-hatred. Well, um, in the sense of like, everything I do is wrong. I, I guess that I've just head. made that decision again. Yeah. Everything I do is wrong in my head in some ways. Oh, that's and I have to like, maybe. <laughs> Huh? Huh? That's some self hate right there. I know. I know. I mean, I'm, I say I'm arrogant, but I mean, like, there's so I, I just make like I'm constantly like, ah, you're making so many fucking wrong choices, you know. And I just, I guess, I, you know what? It's also kind of a little bit of narcissistic in the way that I constantly think about myself and what I'm doing and my choices and my life. Like I'm constantly thinking about it all the time. I don't know. Is it narcissistic or is it? trying to be self-aware I think it's a combination because maybe maybe also because I was I had so little like self-awareness when I was younger that I was just so like I just fucking went through life that like no regard for anybody else or you know anything and now I'm constantly thinking about everything so much so so you used to be a Serena and now you're a Dan oh I'm totally a Dan I am, as much as I hate Dan, I am 100% a Dan. Even to be even worse, in some ways, I'm like a Joe from you. And he is a murderer psychopath. But in the way that I'm constantly, like, every decision I make, I'm talking through myself. Like, oh, well, you should do this because of this. And don't do that because of that. But you could do it because of this. Because you deserve this. And then later, maybe you didn't deserve this. But try to figure out ways that I did. Like, I am... 
my inner dialogue is so gross. <laughs> I don't know. So that's bad. But again, the whole point of this is to be like open and vulnerable with people. And so people don't feel alone. Hopefully there are others out there like me. <laughs> Otherwise I'm a fucking maniac. You know, there are others out there like you, Nicole. There are. Okay. I promise you. Um, so the other day I was having a conversation with this lovely, lovely, lovely girl, Jessica, and she was, we were talking about indulgence and she, she was like, uh, so she was saying like, sometimes, um, (laughs) random falling asleep thought during the holidays when people indulge, they usually mean drinking or eating too much, sometimes more than they wanted to. Sometimes it means indulging in bad habits or even addictions. I think we need to think about indulge, or I think think that when we think about indulging we should think about indulging in things that truly make us happy indulge in long conversations long games of cards uh long bath or your favorite food versus too much of it um and indulging should always be good nothing leaving you sick after and then she put something else but i won't read that but like yes like those are like nice indulgences you know like the idea of like a bubble bath or like long conversations I mean, yeah. this kind of kind of self indulgences where like or like getting your nails done, you know, kind like what we're doing right now is an indulgence, but it's a good indulgence. You think so? I mean, yeah. yeah. That's so <laughs> smart. I love when you come through with those things. That's actually really smart, Evie. Thank oh, you. Oh, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. Yes. Oh, Jessica's wonderful. Thank you, Jessica. She's very, very bright and really fun to talk to in that way because she she um, has some really good thoughts. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but she's right on point. I mean, I do appreciate that perspective because we've definitely focused on sort of the overindulgence, I think, as opposed to and the the guilt that comes along with it yeah. in my broken brain. Yes. OK. Well, my brain's broken, too. Maybe we should change the name of this podcast. Is this the Broken Brain Podcast? Actually, I kind of love that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This could definitely call, be called Broken Brain. Well, then maybe we should just change our name. You know what? Trademark. I'm us. trademarking Broken Brains right now, though. Broken because Brain. Trademarked. Trademark. I'm trademarking it right now. That's ours. <laughs> no, but you're you always... I love it. I love these kind of conversations because... Uh, is kind of crazy as it is, is it does feel good to talk things through sometimes yeah. because there's nothing like feeling, you know, like you're less alone. Agreed. I mean, yes, it, I don't know that I had a conscious uh, line of thought during this conversation other than just following the conversation, which is nice. Yeah, I just went through all my, I just aired out all my dirty laundry and went through all my own shit, so. I Cheers. Yeah, yeah cheers to our queer selves. I mean, that's what it's about, though, you know? Sometimes, um, maybe that, you know what, to be honest, that's kind of the ultimate fucking indulgence for me was to be able to, like, go through all this. Because this is stuff that's weighing on me, and it's quarantine, and it's hard, and we don't have a lot of people to talk to, so. This Even was that, this podcast is kind of the ultimate indulgence. Yes. And this episode was the ultimate, ways. ultimate indulgence. Right. And when we come back after the new year, well, we're not coming back. So we have an episode next week, but like after the new year, we're going to come back with an episode where we talk a little bit more about like bringing it in a little bit. I have made some really good choices and made some changes and hopefully they'll even get better. So, you know, talking about living our truth a little bit more and, Living our values, because that was something that was big for me this year, so. Conscious living, if you will. It sounds so nerdy and annoying, but honestly, it's super important. So. Uh, it also sounds like we should have a conference. Let's have a conference. Um, You know what it also sounds like? Time for crushes. I think it sounds like it's time for our crushes. I think that sounds right. Oh, oh, oh. Evie. <laughs> Tell me who your crush is. <laughs> so is that like um, St. Nick, Vin- Villanelle, like the Russian Santa, all of it together? I don't feel like it was Russian at all. Oh, I always get Russian from you. 
Really? Well, mm-hmm. hmm. Okay, Maybe well, that's so that just was, my roots. That was Santa Claus. Okay, fair. <laughs> my crush, and I know I've used her before, but she did it again. Taylor Oops. Ellison Swift. <laughs> like, just... Like, just dropped an album right out in the middle of... Like, just right out from under me. I didn't even expect it. One day I woke up to a tweet that was like, Evermore drops at midnight tonight. And it is this... It's like the follow-up to Folklore. And it's beautiful and brilliant and fun. And there's, like, collaborations and the music. And she has all these awesome songs. Um, It's champagne problems oh my god all of it the bridges are so good the whole album taylor allison swift you are always my crush i love it she deserves it tay tay she deserves everything i love that woman (laughs) okay well that's awesome i you know i I really don't know that I'm actually familiar with her music at all. I know. Sadly, we talked about this. But this summer, after we're all vaccinated and stuff, um, I hope you agree to this. But I would love for you and I to go one day and do like a little drive or something. And you can collect rocks and I can show you some pretty places and I'll play some Taylor Swift for you. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'd really like that. Okay. Okay. So my crush this week is going to be 100% not at all a typical crush. Okay. But my crush this week is my mama. That is not typical. No, not at all. But, uh, you know, she actually did help work on the, uh, she was on the Pfizer team that helped uh, develop the vaccination. Oh my God. I love your mother. She's so amazing. Um, she's my crush too. Taylor Swift and your mom. <laughs> she is amazing. My mom is amazing. And that's awesome. So I am just so proud of her. And I mean, she was telling me that when she was watching the footage on the news about uh, the vaccinations being shipped out, how she just got so emotional and she just started crying. And I just thought that was like so fucking amazing and wonderful to like have somebody in my life associated with the vaccination. Yes. And and she's not a scientist, so she's not, she wasn't involved in the development of the vaccination, but she is somebody who is involved in the, in helping get the vaccination out there. And it's so important. That's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think that she, you know, like most of us, is in her day-to-day job it sucks it's a slog it's just fucking boring and you do it to get your paycheck and get on by even in the time when you're working on you know one of the most relevant things in the world you know it's still a slog and so for her to be able to be a part of that is just amazing and i'm just so proud of her i love that your mom is amazing, and I can't wait to meet her. I seriously cannot wait to meet her. Yeah, I yeah. know. She's dying to meet you, too. My God, maybe we'll take a road trip down there. She really wants to talk to you about Britain being the motherland. <laughs> okay, um, but that's <laughs> not the motherland. We already talked about this, remember? <laughs> What's the motherland? Oh, this is my favorite conversation. What's the fatherland? Let's start there. Would that be Germany? Yep, and then what's the motherland? Well, it's obviously Great Britain. Oh my god, we're done. We're done. <laughs> you know this, you know the answer, you know it just frustrates me. Yes, I would love to talk to your mother about it. Um, oh my god, your mom is honestly thank her for me, and she's amazing, and I love her already, and uh, I can't wait till we're all together. Me too. Oh. All right, well, I think this was a very good chaotic conversation. Super chaotic. Indulgent as it needed to be, and I love it, and I love you, and um, yeah. Where can people find us if they're looking for us, Nicole, on social media? Uh, I think they could find us at Queer Podcasts on Instagram. Oh, okay. That's cool. What about on Facebook? Queerdos on Facebook. Exactly. Exciting. Yes, and leave us a message. 
rate, review, subscribe, do all the wonderful things. We love you guys. You guys are the best. Thanks for sticking with us. We love um, you, weirdos. Quarantine week number five million. Yep. Uh, it'll be over soon. We have a vaccine. Yeah, and help. hopefully another one coming by Friday. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Help is and, on the uh, way. Yeah, so obviously we're releasing a little late. Um, even though we are working from home, we still have some things going on. So from time to time, we'll be releasing a couple of days late here and there. Have yep. to skip week, but we're trying to stick with you every week. Absolutely. Um, I mean, sometimes our schedules just get in the way and we're not able to get together even via Skype. Yep, so, but, um, just, yeah, we're trying to stick it out every week. Uh, but yeah, this is great. And you guys, thanks again for sticking with us. And we will see you next Tuesday-ish. <laughs> yeah, and we adore you. Yeah, stay weird. Oh, and check out the super fucking awesome thing that's going to happen next Monday, which is the the Jupiter-Saturn like double planet thing. Oh my God! Yes, on the twenty-first, big things are happening that day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Jupiter and Saturn will be aligning. It's gonna make a huge thing gonna, in the sky. It's gonna make like a double planet thing. It's gonna be the coolest thing ever, and it hasn't happened since the Middle Ages. So fucking enjoy it on your the twenty-first. And um, yeah, shortest day of the year. Also, my sister's birthday. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yep. So um, in that set, what is that called again? Yule. Saturnalia. Saturnalia. That's the yeah, the start of the harvest. Yep. Alright. Um, um so check that out. And yeah, so we will see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. I just found some salt vinegar chips in my bookshelf. <laughs> I don't know where these are from, but this oh year. my god, of course you did. It tastes good, though. It literally can't be this year. <laughs> was it a closed bag? No. It was open? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> You're not that bad, though. It was a stale, but... Hey, you know?